going deep. I feel like Kalo on the Miami Heat. The words I speak off this sheet are like a three-peat. I don't just hop on a track. I bring running cleats. I'm a player for real, more than an athlete. Let my mama tell it. Could have ran for the Senate. Instead, I penned it for Donovan Bennett. I'm cemented. This a deep dive. In your headphones or a long drive. Up close and personal, just like you courtside. They ain't no out of bounds here. No offsides. We going live in one, two, three, four, five. You are now tuned in to Going Deep with Donovan Bennett. That's right, it is the Going Deep podcast. I am Donovan Bennett, and speaking of going deep, someone who did that in more spectacular fashion than almost any other Blue Jay is Jose Batista. And we honor him, we celebrate him this weekend as Jose Batista today signed a one-day contract with the Toronto Blue Jays to retire officially as a Blue Jay. And this weekend, he goes up into the level of excellence, which is something we always knew was going to happen but now that we are removed from his career now that COVID restrictions are lifted and we can get people into the country easily, we celebrate not only Jose, but a bunch of his favorite teammates and alumni come by to celebrate him at the ballpark. So stay locked to Jay's coverage throughout the weekend. Speaking of Jay's coverage tonight, Friday Night Baseball, the broadcast is on Apple TV Plus and someone who knows Jose well, who's covered him well in this team quite extensively is Trisha Whitaker. And so I figured it made sense to catch up with her to talk about the Jays and the beast that is the AL East and what Jose's legacy means to someone who isn't from here but saw his damage up close and personal. Let's go deep on all things MLB and Joey Bats with Trisha Whitaker of Apple TV+. Plus. So Trisha, really good time for the Apple crew to come through Canada and Toronto and be covering the Jays, playing a bit better. Everyone's excited to celebrate Jose Batista for the weekend, and a lot of his uh, former teammates and Jays alum are are coming through. You know, you're normally watching the Rays, so you get a chance to look at the AL East. But when you saw this was on the schedule, you know what first came to mind? Oh yeah, first of all, um, the East is a beast, and I love covering the AL East and. The thing is, I remember at the beginning of the season, everybody was talking about, you know, the Rays are on that run and they're like, they're going to run away with the division. No, 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 no. This is a good division and it's a competitive division. Um, and these this last month and a half is going to be so much fun. But um, I love covering the Blue Jays. I love coming to Toronto. Um, John Schneider's awesome. And of course, you know, the Blue Jays have Kevin Kiermeyer, who used to be with the Rays and love KK. But I also grew up a Cubs fan. So I grew up like three and a half hours from Wrigley. And so I would go to Wrigley every summer with my dad. It's the only reason I'm in baseball right now is because I was a Cubs fan. So a game like this on Apple TV plus between an AL East team in the Blue Jays and the team I grew up watching when I was little sign me up And Toronto. Oh my word. I love this city. So I was super, super excited to see this on our schedule. Talking with the AL East being a beast and the Blues would have a better record for not having a terrible record within their own division. They're smack right in the middle uh, in the AL East. But it's funny, when you look at the standings, there's almost an inverse relationship on the amount of money that the franchise has spent and where they are in the standings. What do you make of how the standings look right now? 
Yeah, the standings are interesting. Um, obviously, you know, the Rays are three games back of the Orioles. The Blue Jays seven games back of the Rays. The Red Sox and the Yankees are struggling. I don't think that the Yankees are going to, you know, all of a sudden make some sort of crazy run at it. They have just plummeted this year. Um, and it's been crazy to see what's going on with them. But it, you know what's funny, though, that you bring that up? I started with the Rays in 2019. And in 2019, you know, it was it was you know you'd talk about the Red Sox and the Yankees. You wouldn't really talk about the Orioles and the Blue Jays. But now you look at those standings, and it's the Orioles, the Rays, and the Blue Jays right at the top, and it's going to be a battle to the end. Um, and I just think that's so exciting. Like, there's not a better. You, people argue about this a lot, but there's not a better division of baseball right now than the East. Um, and the Blue Jays play fun baseball. They're a fun team to watch. The Orioles so much young talent and so much fun to watch and the Rays are really fun to watch. So those three teams right at the top of the division, I don't think you can ask for a better, a better battle down the stretch than between the Orioles and the Rays. And obviously the blue Jays, if they continue to play well, it, it's, it's going to be really fun baseball. Part of the reason why we have a battle down the stretch is because of the way the playoffs are formatted now and having an extra wild card and not just, you know, having to essentially, you know, win the pennant for a shot like it was, you know, in, in yesteryear. What have you made of the expansion of the playoffs and how that has implicated all the things that teams do and even what the trade deadline looks like? I love the expansion of the playoffs. Um, give me postseason October baseball in any form that you possibly can. I love the expansion. I think it includes more teams, and I think that's good for baseball. So anybody who argues otherwise, that's fine. But I, I think it's important for us to get away from some of the old school thinking in baseball because I think it hurts the game, right? You saw that with the rule changes. A lot of people hated the pitch clock this year, but what has it done for the game? It's made the game better. And I think the playoffs and the expansion there has made the game better and it's made it more exciting. Um, and anybody who says that baseball didn't need that, well, then you're not paying attention. It needed that. And I think the expansion has been really, really good for teams and it makes October that much more exciting. Um, and, and I think it's, I think overall it's, it's great. Has there been an addition uh, since the deadline that really, uh, has impressed you or, or stuck out to you? Well, um, I, I know I, you know, am all raised all the time because I cover the Rays. but when, when you look at one of the most important additions in the AL East at the deadline, you do kind of have to look at the Rays acquiring Savali just because of what has happened to them since then, right? So they have lost Shane McClanahan for the rest of the season. Tyler Glass now was down with a back issue. Who knows how that's going to affect him moving forward? Um, and then at the start of the season, they lost two of their other starters, Jeffrey Springs and Drew Rasmussen. So I think when you look at maybe the most important addition – Right. Maybe not like the sexy, splashy edition. Nobody's like it's not leading headlines or anything. But in the East, perhaps the most important addition was Aaron Savali to that rotation, because if they had not added him to that rotation, it would look very, very bleak right now for the Rays. And it already doesn't look great because of what's happened to them. But it, arguably, that was the most important addition. Again, I know that's not, you know, leading the news and stuff. But I think when you look at term in terms of importance and need, that probably was was the biggest one in the East, I would argue. Well, it's funny you say that because, you know, uh, when that happened, looking across the board, you know, some Blue Jays fans online were like, oof. Maybe maybe you want to stay in that third wild card spot and miss the Rays and the Astros yeah. uh, because uh, you know how you know both teams were able to strengthen uh, at the deadline. 
You mentioned uh, Kiermaier, who all the Blue Jays message boards are in love with. You're going to see Kiermaier jerseys all over the park uh, in stadium. People thought, oh, it's late in his career. Are we getting damaged goods? And it's been quite the opposite. Are you surprised how well he's played in a new environment? You know, I'd be lying if I said that I was I was I, I'm a little surprised, a little surprised. You always knew KK had it, but KK runs on energy. He runs on atmosphere. He runs on environment. He runs on vibes. And when he gets energized, he gets energized. He, call, he He's self-diagnosed hyperactive, right? He can't sit still. He never sits still. So it doesn't surprise me that being here with the Blue Jays um, has, has, I don't want to say like motivated him, but it certainly made a difference because this is a fun atmosphere to play in. And also going to a, a familiar foe in the AL East, I think was good for him, right? So he's used to coming to Toronto and playing the Blue Jays. And I remember when he was with the Rays, he enjoyed playing here at the Rogers Center. Um, so I, I think that, you know, it, it's been good for him. I also think one of the things that's helped him, and he talked about this to me the last time we had an Apple game, is what he figured out with his vision, right? So he had never worn contacts before. And he started trying contacts because he said before they really irritated his eyes. So he started trying contacts. And I think that's helped him a little bit at the plate. And he also now wears those like Oakley glasses or whatever that cuts down on the glares. And I'm like, KK, why couldn't you have done this a couple years ago? What, what, why, you know? Like, and that's what the reaction of Rays fans were. They were like, really, really? It's just that he needed to wear contacts? Um, but he said that they bothered his eyes before good routine and it's worked for him. So I think that's made a difference, but KK is a clubhouse guy. He's going to unite that clubhouse. He's going to be a leader in a clubhouse. He was the leader in the Rays clubhouse. He's all the dances and everything post-game, giving out all sorts of awards. So it does not surprise me um, that coming here has kind of rejuvenated him a little bit at the plate. Now, if he can stay you know, healthy, it, that would be helpful. I know he just landed on the IL recently, but um, no, I, I, and again, he is so much fun to watch. And every time I see the Blue Jays tweet out one of his crazy catches in center field, I'm like, I really miss that. <laughs> like, not that the Rays have a great center fielder in Jose Siri, but Kevin Kiermeyer is just so much fun to watch. So it, it doesn't surprise me that he's he's done well in Toronto. Yeah, he's done wonders and allowed George Springer to move to corner outfield position. And yeah, there's been a knock-on effect both in their fielding, but also, as you mentioned, the vibes in the clubhouse right. and around the stadium. You talk about that energy and the vibes, and it's something that you know the franchise has tried to recreate in stadium by you know making it a little bit more like what you were used to growing up at Wrigley, having an outfield district with, you know, general seating bleachers and getting on the opposing bullpens. You were getting to see so many ballparks across uh, the game, obviously traditionally with the Rays, but specifically on these Friday nights. Um, what do you make of the intention from front offices to adapt the sport to, you know, consumers in the 21st century. I think it's so important because when you think some of the best atmospheres in baseball, there is nothing like a Braves game in Atlanta at the battery. There's nothing like it. The atmosphere is so much fun and the surrounding area is so much fun. And the thing is, the argument from baseball purists for things doesn't make any sense to me because the baseball purists aren't going anywhere. So why not appeal to a higher, a bigger fan base 
by surrounding your stadium with things that are going to attract other people. Why would you ever be against that? It doesn't make sense to me. Baseball is still going to be baseball. So I think it's a phenomenal thing that, that, you know, and the Rays are talking about building their new stadium. And one of the big things they've talked about is making it reflect a more modern day type of um, uh, baseball stadium uh, renovation, right? So kind of like the battery. And in San Diego, I love the sta- I love their stadium in San Diego. There's things that surround it. It's so easy to walk to a bar, walk to a restaurant right there. And the Blue Jays have done a fantastic job of that too. Like going to a game in Toronto, it's so much fun. Now, when you go, sadly, to a place like um, Milwaukee, right? The Brewer Stadium, there's nothing wrong with it, but there's nothing around it. There's nothing around it. Um, and, and I think that we're going to see that start to phase out as new stadiums begin to to emerge. And I think, like I said, the ring about their new stadium, one of their biggest focuses is, is trying to build up the area around it so that it can be more of an event. And I think it's a fantastic idea. Obviously you don't want to mess with things like Fenway or something like that, or, you know, you don't want to ruin the historic stadiums or anything, but um, I love that concept. I love what the Blue Jays did with their bullpen. I love that. I think it's good for the game and I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it- Wrigley is a historic stadium, but Wrigleyville is a place that's a destination whether or not you're going to the game. The game sometimes is just a pre-drink for Wrigleyville. (laughs) So we need more of that uh, in the game. And you talk about uh, the old guard and and some of the fans that don't necessarily embrace change. We heard a bit of that when it was announced that Apple TV Plus was going to have games, but you've really done a great job of keeping the game the game, but coming up with some cool innovation, some cool camera angles, lots of crowd shots, building, you know, that that culture as if you were in the game. What has it been like for you on the broadcast, who has been part of a traditional broadcast, to see, you know, what presenting baseball is like through a streamer's eyes? Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that, first of all, because I think we've worked really hard this year to try to find that happy medium, right? Because you got to make the game entertaining while not abandoning the game. You know what I mean? So, you know, you don't want to interrupt big moments. You don't want to interrupt the baseball side of things, but it's also important to bring the human element to the broadcast as well and bring, you know, the stadium and the fans to life, right? So when we were in Pittsburgh, the Sandlot crew was there, right? The entire cast of Sandlot was there. So we went up into the suite and did this big interview with them. And it was awesome because it tapped into the nostalgia of baseball. um, And it was also entertaining, you know what I mean? But then we got right back to the game. So we try really hard to make it entertaining, but also to not abandon the game of baseball. And Alex Faust, who's our play-by-play guy, Um, And Spilly, our color analyst, they are so knowledgeable about baseball, but they also like to have fun. So I think it's it strikes the perfect balance, not to mention the quality of of the broadcast in terms of what you're seeing. Those are the best cameras in the entire world. Like when we did Albert Pujols' 700th home run last year, Dodger Stadium, it was on Apple TV. When you look back at the video of him hitting that 700th home run, If you are a baseball fan and you enjoy baseball history and looking back at it, there are no better cameras on this planet to capture such an epic moment than those cameras. I love watching him hitting that 700th home run because of the clarity of the shot, the angles. We have the Megalodon that runs around on the field and the Megalodon camera is right up in front of Albert Pujols as he's rounding the bases. And it just looks so good. So, you know, I know, 
especially in baseball, sometimes change isn't, people don't like change initially, right? But I think this year you've seen that Apple broadcast become something that fans can really look forward to. Um, and I know, you know, there's the whole streaming aspect, but it's, it's, it's easy to access now. It's very easy to access for fans and it's worth it too, because it's a good broadcast and Apple has gotten people on the broadcast crew who are actively in baseball, right? These are people I'm around baseballs for seven straight months. I cover the AL East, right? It's not like I'm coming in and I don't know anything about these teams. I know these guys, I know these managers and so does Spilly. So does Alex. So does the other crew on Apple. So I think they've done a really good job this year of doing that. And it's just been so much fun. We have, we have so much fun while also enjoying the nuts and bolts of the game. You also know Jose Batista. You know his work well. Uh, it's too bad we didn't have the Megadon camera to shoot his bat flip because that would have been pretty know. cool. Just, <laughs> just following the bat, not even following him. Uh, oh, but he's back in town this weekend. The team is is celebrating him. I uh, signed a one day contract today. We'll go into the level of excellence uh, this weekend. For you, what's his legacy? Oh, man. I just look at him and I think he is Toronto, right? He's the Blue Jays. He's who you think of when you think of the Blue Jays. Um, And I'm actually interviewing him pregame today on the Apple TV pregame show, and I can't wait to talk to him. Um, And that mural, oh, my gosh. Somebody just sent me a text with a picture of that mural of him downtown. Is it downtown? I think it's downtown, right? Is that where it's at? It's it's amazing. It it's beautiful. I I love I love guys who have been in the league for a long long time and they have not lost their passion for still being a part of the baseball community, right? And I think he's one of those guys. And you know, this weekend I know is going to be really really fun for Blue Jays fans and it's going to be fun for baseball fans to see somebody who I mean, you think about him and he was the key to the franchise's revival in, you know, the 2010s. Then from from that point on obviously in 2015, one of the biggest home runs in team history in game five of, of the uh, of the ALDS, his Joey Batflip moment. I mean, those are moments that baseball fans are never going to forget. And when a player embraces that moment and embraces being a part of a franchise and embraces, you know, being put in the Blue Jays level game and it's nostalgic and it it defines a generation of baseball fans in Toronto. That's the thing. Like, he means so much more than just that one moment in 2015 he's gonna be the baseball memory for a lot of young kids who grew up in toronto watching the blue jays and that's really important generationally for the game right and kevin kiermeyer is kind of that for a lot of young kids in tampa bay like they grew up watching him because he had been with the rays for so long so those players mean so much more than just a bat flip or just a home run they represent a, a new fan of, of a new generation of baseball fans um i think in my from my perspective, not growing up in Toronto and not being around the Blue Jays as much as I am like the Rays or, or the Cubs, that's to me what he means. He transcends just one home run and just one game. No question. There's a lot of fans who are going to be at the park uh, who don't remember 92-93, uh, the Blue Jays winning back-to-back. And for them, Jose Batista is the yes. connective tissue yes. from that generation to, to him bringing the franchise back to prominence to the success that they've had ever since so looking forward to it looking forward to your coverage and your conversation with him pregame as the coverage begins at 6 30 p.m eastern on apple tv plus and look forward to seeing you at, at ballparks throughout uh, the league you do such a great job so thanks for spending some time 
Thank you. It was so much fun. I appreciate you uh, chatting with me. And that was that was fun. It got me all fired up for the game. I'm excited now. <laughs> Thank you so much to Trisha. The energy is infectious. She is like a Kevin Kiermeyer of broadcasting, if you will. Good person, makes people around her better and really good at her job. So give her a follow. Trisha Whitaker on Twitter or X, I suppose I should say. T-R-I-C-I-A. W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R. And again, the game tonight is on Apple TV+. Plus. Throughout the weekend, the game is obviously on Sportsnet. Sportsnet now on Apple TV+. Plus. The coverage starts at 6.30 with first pitch in and around 7. Thank you so much for listening. We've got some really good shows coming up. Stay locked to this very space. <laughs>